the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Have you ever felt like your life is more akin to a war zone than a tranquil oasis? Well, if that's you, fear not, there is hope for you, because tonight we are bringing you part eight in our series entitled Peace in the Battlefield. Oftentimes, when we hear the word battlefield, we quickly envision a literal battlefield with bombs going off and machine gun fire all around, soldiers running, people screaming, and chaos everywhere. But have you ever considered that there is an intense battle raging in our thoughts on a daily basis, a battle of the mind. But don't despair, there's some good news in the midst of this battle. But in order to find out, stay tuned for this and much, much more, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for the uh, introduction. And we know that uh, this must going to be a powerful program tonight <laughs> because the enemy is attacking. And uh, but we know that he is a defeated foe because First uh, John four and four says, "Greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world." And so we praise the Lord for uh, what He's going to do tonight already. And as uh, we've been uh, sharing with you for just uh, many, many weeks. We've been talking about how uh, the problem that we face today in our world is uh, a lack of peace, uh, and we know that uh, you can count on trouble and defeat in your life without the peace of God. You can count on that. And we look around us today, and uh, people in churches, outside churches, who are not experiencing the peace of God, they are literally losing their minds. And some people are losing their souls. That's the tragedy of all of this. And uh, so we've been talking about there are five ways you can be afflicted uh, when you don't experience or you lack the peace of God. There's uh, five things that you can be afflicted with when you don't experience the peace of God. And I want you just to listen to these uh, points that relates to us lacking the peace of God and how we open up the door for Satan to come in and reap havoc in our lives, in our homes, in our marriages— on our jobs, in our community, uh, in the government, uh, in churches. When we lack that peace, it opens up the door to the enemy reaping a lot of havoc in our lives. And let me just uh, review some of this that I've talked to you about before in the previous programs. I've said, number one, 
because we're talking about five ways you can be afflicted when you don't have the peace of God. And we said, number one, you can be afflicted spiritually. You can be afflicted spiritually. And that's where it all begins. When you don't have that spiritual connection with God, you open up Pandora's box for all the evil of the world to attack you. And you got to wake up. You got to get up. And you got to put on the full armor of God because it's a real battle with Satan, the flesh, and the world. It comes at us nonstop, even sometime in our sleep. And that's why you got to pray every night the disciples' prayer keep me from the evil one, Matthew chapter 6. And it works. It really works. So if Satan can't get you with this spiritual affliction, which oftentimes he does, when he can get you with that spiritual affliction and opens up the door towards emotional affliction. That's number two. Because the enemy wants to control you through your emotions and your feelings. Not faith, but feelings and emotions. And there are so many people in our churches and outside our churches that are controlled by their emotions and their feelings. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to do on my grades. I don't know how I'm going to do with my finances. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to do with this marriage. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to do with the struggles I have in my life. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not involved with any church. I don't know what I'm going to do with uh, my children and just life in general. I don't know what I'm going to do with this sickness that's upon my life. And so Satan comes in, and he can tries to control you through emotions. And uh, if you allow your emotions to control you, it can destroy you. A lot of people say, even in a marriage, I feel that I don't love him or her anymore. Well, listen to me now. You didn't come into this marriage based upon feelings and emotions. You came into the marriage based upon commitment until death do you part. But Satan comes in there and he will get you to get caught up into your emotions and your feelings. And he's master. And he's mastered in the area of divorces all over the world. And there are more divorces in the Christian church than outside the Christian church. Because Satan attacks us as Christians nonstop. So he comes at you to create, number one, spiritual affliction. Secondly, if he comes to attack you with emotional afflictions. And if he can get you that way, then the next thing that he goes for, number three, is mental affliction. Mental affliction. And we've been talking about this mental affliction. Uh, and I've said several different things about this mental affliction. We see in the Bible how uh, Saul in the Old Testament, uh, in the uh, Old Testament, how this man in 1 Samuel 16, verses 14 and 18, he was tormented mentally by a demon. And that demon drove that man crazy. And David had to play his harp to try to bring him a sense of peace, see, he needed that peace, but he got so far away from God. See, you could get so far away from God 
that you start to lose your mind. And uh, this is the thing that's happening in our world today. People are losing their minds. Absent-mindedness is a sure thing when you lose the peace of God. You start to get into the area of forgetting. And you start to master in the area of trouble in your life. And you start to get into an unawareness of spiritual realities, and you start to get into laughing to uh, hide dealing with reality, and you start to just start to act crazy because you don't have the peace of God in your life. And see, the peace of God can in your life can make your enemies come at peace with you. But when you don't, you know, demonstrate the peace of God with your enemies, it can lead to destruction, death, division, envy, and a lot of other things. You know, it's interesting that when we look at this thing of mental illness, that is the number one thing that's talked about today in our world, mental illness, with people who have gone to prison, people who are sick in hospitals, people who are psychiatric people that need help, people who are on drugs, losing their mind, on alcohol abuse, losing their minds, people who are into pornography, losing their minds, fornication and adultery, losing their minds, Marijuana abuse, losing their minds. And uh, the absence and ignorance of God's word causes the enemy to come in and reap havoc in your life. The absence of the Holy Spirit that is one of the fruit of the Spirit, which is in Galatians 5 and 22, says self-control. Holy Spirit gives us that self-control that we don't go into areas that will cause us to lose the peace of God. Because being in the Word of God daily and into prayer and into fellowship and into Christian counseling helps to keep us with a peace of mind. Now, I'm going to say this in closing. I'm going to give you a great example of someone in the Bible that literally lost his mind. That was the legion man. You know, it talks about him in Luke 8 and throughout the Gospels. It talks about the legion man who was at the graveyard cutting himself. Masochistic stuff, you know, like you see people doing today and young people doing today and some adults. He was cutting himself. He was in the graveyard. That was a frightening thing that Satan had such a control of his mind, and he was into such deep mental illness that the demons who possessed him took him to the graveyard, and the disciples were scared to go even to the graveyard to minister to that man, and Jesus had to go there and deal with a wild man, a man who was demon-possessed and mentally off. He literally lost his mind. The demons in him made him lose his mind. 
And they said he was cutting himself, and he had the, so much strength that he was able to break the chains and everything like that. And Jesus came to that man, and the demons, what have we to do with ye? Permit us to go into the swine. And you know what? Because they don't like to be disembodied. They want to always be embodied in some person. And then Jesus permitted them to go into the swine and cast them out of the man. He had so much compassion for a man who had mental illness and he was demon-possessed. And then he went. the demons went into the swine, and the swines were more uh, on, uh, on, you know, ahead of things and on top of things than most people because they said, we don't want these demons in us, and they went and jumped into the, the river, the water. Get them out of me. Get them out of us. But the interesting thing about all of this, when he met Jesus, the Scriptures tell us in Luke 8 and verse 35, it said the man was sitting. When he met Jesus, he was sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid because they never knew that man to be in his right mind before. Isn't that good news? That's the thing that is so beautiful about Jesus. When you come to know him, no matter who you are tonight, no matter what you're going through tonight, if you're about to lose your mind, when you come to know Jesus, he puts you in your right mind. Just like he did with this demon-possessed man. He was clothed in his right mind. Jesus is a mind fixer and a heart regulator. And he said he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Perfect peace. That's what we need today. Perfect peace. But if your mind is not stayed on him through prayer and the word of God and accountability, you can bank on it. You're going to lose this mind, and Satan wants you to lose your mind. With all of the stress that's upon us today in our world, it's a sure case of somebody losing their mind when they're not clothed in their right mind. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9 and 6, and he will give you that peace. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 1-888-367-5329. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone and let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 1-888-367-5329. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Give us a call if you have questions or comments for us tonight. If you need prayer, we want to pray with you. We always say prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. So we're here for you. If you uh, need that prayer, we're here to pray with you. Give us a call. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. And speaking of prayer, we want to begin by thanking everyone who's been praying for contending for the faith. We need your prayers and your financial support for this ministry to survive. We are listener supported, and it costs us four hundred a week to stay on the air. We want to thank those who gave over the last week. 
that was Jackie and C.R., Charles, Rick, Sandra, Megan, Richard, Carol, Nancy, and Jerry and Bruce. We can't thank you enough for your partnership financially in providing uh, the necessary funds to keep this ministry moving forward. We appreciate your prayers and we appreciate your sensitivity to the Spirit of God to be led to give to this ministry. Uh, if you haven't, if you've, if you've been blessed by this ministry as long as we've been on the air, I know many of you have uh, been faithful listeners from the beginning. Uh, and if you've been blessed by Dr. Buckner's teaching, you know, we want to encourage you, partner with us in prayer and partner with us financially. Uh, God will richly bless you if you do. There's two ways to donate. One, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much simpler. Just go on your computer or your laptop, your smartphone. Go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button. It's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. And uh, speaking of time, we just want to remind you that uh, Daylight Saving Time uh, changes this uh, evening or in in the morning. So you're going to lose an hour. So don't forget to set your clocks ahead. You know, you you don't want to be late for church tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And that's typically the day when everybody rolls in at the wrong time because they forgot to set their clocks ahead. So you want to get to bed a little bit earlier because you want to make up for that lost hour. So don't forget, set your clocks ahead uh, tonight. All right, Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have one more announcement yes. before I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an important one because Dr. Buckner is going to be uh, doing a seminar and uh, entitled Am I My Brother's Keeper? A Christian Response to Black Hebrew Israelite Movement, taught by Dr. Buckner. Uh, it's going to be in. Um, it's going to be held on Saturday, March thirtieth, uh, at Progressive Community Church, twenty eight twenty South B Street in Stockton, California. I think last week we thought we mentioned it was in Modesto, but no, it's in Stockton, so it's a little closer in to many of you. Again, it's going to be next Saturday, not uh, not next Saturday, but Saturday, March 30th, 2019, from 9.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at the Progressive Community Church, 2820 South B Street, Stockton, California. That's Saturday, March 30th, so it's at the end of this month. Um, So mark that on your calendar. Um, Admission is free, isn't it, Dr. Buckman? Yes, it is. So it's Mm -hmm. an opportunity for a free seminar. And, you know, the Black Israelite Movement is a is a cancer that has crept into our culture, and many, many people are succumbing to it. And it's important that you know about it and have reasons and answers and know how to defend the faith against this this uh, pernicious cult. So we want to encourage you, if you're able to come, uh, it's going to be Saturday, March 30th, uh, from 9.30 to 12.30 p.m., it's going to be at the Progressive Community Church, 2820 South B Street, Stockton, California. For more information or if you're interested, contact Dr. Buckner at area code 415-721-1778. That's area code 415-721-1778 or email him at jlbcft 
at Comcast.net. That's J-L-B-C-F-T-F at Comcast.net. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. And we are looking forward to this this, uh, lecture and conference, and it's going to be a real blessing to the community and this to the body of Christ as a whole. And uh, so we're going to be pumping this up and KFAX. And so uh, keep listening and we'll keep announcing it. And we trust that you will be there and be a part of that. And so we can meet you as well. Uh, Brother Gary, let's get to our callers. All right. We're going to go to Alfred, who's been waiting patiently. Alfred, welcome to Contending for the Faith. How are you doing? Praise the Lord there. I'm just calling in for some prayer. Okay, what would you like for us to pray for? Well, my dad passed away on July 4th, 2018. Mm-hmm. And my my mom is still taking it pretty hard. And I'll take my prayer off the line. Okay, well, thank you so much, uh, Alfred, for calling in for prayer. And uh, I know how those things can be. My father went on to be with the Lord and... You know, and so it's not an easy thing, but uh, she has another Heavenly Father that uh, can get her through this, and that's what we're going to be praying for. So thank you for your prayer request. This is a ministry that believes in praying for those who are sick, but those who have relatives who passed on. Uh, are you still there, Alfred? Yes. Is, was your father, was he a Christian? No. Oh, sorry to hear that. Well, let's uh, pray for your your mom, and we're going to have Brother Gary to do that. Brother Gary. All right. Well, Lord, we just lift up Alfred and his mother especially, and she's still grieving. And, Lord God, you are the God of all comfort, and with the same comfort you comfort us, you would have us comfort others. And we pray, Lord God, that you would stand next to her, stand with her, stand beside her, And, Lord God, just put your loving arms around her and let her know that you're there. Give her a special sense of your presence and give her that peace, that perfect peace which surpasses all understanding to guard her heart and her mind through Christ Jesus. Help her, Lord God, to know that she does have uh, a loving Father who cares and that you, Lord God, also are standing with her and and moving forward. In, in her life, Lord God. We just pray that you surround her with other people, Lord, like her son, and, Lord God, that they would bring her comfort as well, Lord God. We just thank you and praise you, give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. And, Alfred, thank you so much for your call. And keep us posted on how uh, your mom is doing. Okay, sure will. Thanks a lot. And we'll be praying for you as well, my brother, because we know that it's not easy for you as well. And, uh, say this with me. When Alfred, you there? Yeah. Say this with me. When when I am I am down to nothing. Down to nothing. God God is always up to something. Is always up to something. Amen. That's a good word, isn't it? Yeah. I, I got a, a, something good is coming out of this because for the last month or two she's been going to church with me. So, Amen. That's, so uh, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know yeah, that's, that's the, what I said. Uh, when you're down to nothing, God is always up to something. See, He was up to something to get her going to church, 
And there's an old saying that some people said that should have been in the Bible, man's extremity is God's opportunity. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. Hey, that's okay. a, Thanks a lot. All right. God bless you. All right. Take care. Thanks for praying. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. You take care. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. All right. We're going to go to our next caller, Rick in South San Francisco. Brother Rick. Yeah, you Doing. We are truly blessed, and how are you doing there, sir? Uh, I am blessed, too, to hear the program tonight. All right. And we definitely need reminders of things like that, especially um, keeping ourselves mentally aware. And there's so much mental affliction. Mm-hmm. I, I, see, I see it every day myself. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 and the main thing is not to be sucked into it. Mm-hmm. Right. And... And I know that that battle is always there. Right. So I got a question. Okay. What's on your heart tonight? Well, I, I was going through the passage in John 1. I know that there's debate on that between uh, what is written in the Bible and what is written by the Jehovah Witnesses. Can you explain the Greek behind John 1? 1, 1? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it's a beautiful uh, passage, enarchy, enologos, keologos, en protos, theologos. Uh, it's, I'm giving a little Greek here, but uh, the Greek word for word is logos, L-O-G-O-S. Now, this is uh, something that we need to understand, and let me kind of get into the background of this, and then it'll kind of make everybody appreciate it on a greater level. Uh, I was uh, sharing with the students in my class uh, every Monday about the word disciple. And the word disciple was not something that was developed in the New Testament. The word disciple is a Greek word that was developed back during the time with the Greeks, because the Greeks, uh, they had disciples, like, for instance, uh Plato, Socrates, and uh, Aristotle, and you can go to Anaximander and Anaxanderus. And so they had these students and disciples that they would call. And oftentimes, people in the New Testament, when the Hebrew uh, was dominated by the, the Greek uh, language and culture, it, they would take these words and use them. And so Jesus them took the word disciple that was used by the philosophers, and then they Christianized it and put Christian terminology with uh, something that was secular. It's something very important for people to understand. Now, the same thing is true when it comes to the word logos. That was something that the Greek philosophers and stuff like that would use. And this is something very important for us to understand, that when they used the word logos, it was something that was related to divine reason, divine logic, divine creative intelligence um, that was over everything. So that's what the way the philosophers, the Greek philosophers looked at it. And so what happened was the power of the Holy Spirit through John took that concept because the Jews uh, and the Greeks were familiar with it, 
and he brought it in relationship to Jesus, saying that he is the divine reason. He is the divine uh, logic. He is the divine thought. He is the creative uh, intelligence behind everything. That's real interesting for us to take note of. And some of you who may have never known this, you should be even taking notes on this because that's how important it is. And so uh, when we talk about Jesus, what John is saying, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So he's saying, when he uses the word Logos, he's saying he is the divine creator and the divine logic and the divine wisdom and power of God. So Paul took this concept too. This is very important to note. In 1 Corinthians 1 and 24, he talks about Christ being the power and wisdom of God. Now, this is the question. Check this out now. When was there ever a time when God's... Now, this is something to slap in the face of the Jehovah's Witnesses and cults. Has there ever been a time when God's wisdom and power was created? If that's true, God would cease to exist as an entity. So when Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1 and 24, he is the power and wisdom of God, that means that he's equal to God because that's what John is saying. And then John takes it and says, this logic, this divine logic, this divine wisdom, this divine power was made flesh, John 1 and verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So he would take a Greek word, meaning divine logic, divine wisdom, divine power, divine thought, and say that was made flesh. And then he would go as far as using the word begotten, because here's another Greek word, and Greek means monogenes. It means unique and one of a kind. Jesus was unique and one of a kind because he's the only one who came in human flesh on this planet and not only claimed to be God, but demonstrated that he was God by not only what the miracles and the prophecies and the teaching, but just who he is as the the divine I am. So, Hopefully that helps out because I wanted to kind of like get deeper behind this word uh, logos, and hopefully that helps you out. Yeah, and I, I think I think what really helps me out is that we we don't look at the English word, but we look at the Greek word, and it just shows how significant the Greek word is because it describes so many things that we we say in English. Yeah, and and then you you look at it, and you compare it to the way the Greeks looked at that word logos and how the Holy Spirit took John to take it and Christianize it from a biblical perspective. That's just mind-blowing. Anyway, we almost had a commercial break. We're going to go to that, and then we'll come back and have some prayer with you. But thank you for a good question. Uh, Hold on for a little bit, and we'll come back and get your prayer. Brother Gary. Okay. All right. 
I hear the theme music. It's time for us to take that break. Our phone lines are open, and we do want to hear from you. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Grab that phone. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. We're here to answer your questions, your comments, your concerns. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. Again, that number is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. <clears throat> Excuse me. And once again, we just want to thank everyone who's been praying for Contending for the Faith and all of you who have been loyal and consistent uh, partners with us financially. It does cost us 400 a week to remain on the air, and we just know that we couldn't do it without your help, without your prayers, and without your financial partnership. It's so vital that you give us both. We need both in order to maintain this ministry and keep it going. I know many of you have been listening for a long, long time, but never have taken the opportunity to give. Well, if God has put this on your heart, if you've been blessed by the ministry, and maybe you've gotten your tax return early, maybe God can uh, has put it on your heart to do something different with that tax return. And here's an opportunity to bless folks for time and eternity. There's two ways you can donate. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith. P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. And the second way to give is to donate is so much simpler. Just go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. Appreciate those announcements. And uh, before the commercial break, we were talking with Rick, and uh, Br- Brother Rick, you still there? Uh, yes, I am. All righty. What's on your heart? And- yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's something that, that we shared during the week uh, that, uh, that's that been on my heart, and I want to pray about it. Mm-hmm. And, this is, and this is in reference to the program. I'm just praying for more people to participate. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to cry in my heart right now, because I remember we were talking about somebody, and we heard the cry, Martha, Martha. Yes, uh-huh. And, and, and basically what I'm thinking about is I, I'm praying for more people that have the spirit of Mary. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what's on my heart tonight. Well, that's an important prayer, because Mary, she just rested, you know, uh, in the things of God and and Martha, she just worried and worried and got caught into the uh, afflictions of her emotions. That's what I was talking about in the message. And Satan was able to manipulate her. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, wariest thou about many things? Oh, if we just rest at the feet of Jesus, we won't be into all this stress and worry and anxiety and fear. You know, great lessons there, great prayer requests. We're going to ask Brother Gary to pray around your prayer request because it's a needed one today in our world, Brother Gary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Lord, we just pray for greater participation. We pray, Lord God, and we thank you for Brother Rick's prayer request that 
uh, folks would listen and tune in and participate and take advantage of the opportunity to learn and to grow in, in, in the Word of God. It's so vital. And you've placed this ministry here just for that purpose. And so we, we just pray, Lord God, that people would take advantage of that opportunity, call in, phone in, ask questions, and grow in wisdom in God's Word. And we thank you, praise you, and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Rick, for your call, and what a great question. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Thank you. Bye. All God right. Bless. All right. Take care. All now. right. Uh, who do we have next? I guess we're going to Deborah. Deborah? Hello. Hi. How are you doing this evening? I'm <clears throat> praying for my doctor because my care provider uh, wants to uh, uh, take her license away from her mm-hmm. and her. Uh, her, uh, her, and and bring a charge against her, saying that she put me up to harassing her, uh, and that I'm working under the influence of my doctor. Uh, have you talked with your social worker? Um, I have. She was on the phone with me when I talked to her. Uh huh. But I would encourage you to keep talking to your social worker about. Uh, what's going on here because that their job is to assist you and help you but if you don't talk to them and be transparent and really lay on her heart about what's going on you're not going to get the help you need and so uh reach out uh and get the help you need and we will be praying for you we're going to pray for you around this but you must be proactive in talking to your social worker because if she's not doing her job and somebody's not doing their job and they see that, they'll let them go and bring somebody else in there that will do their job. So that's something important for us to stress to you, and and you need to really uh, make sure you jump on that. Oh, I, I try. No, don't try. Don't try. You need to do it. So let's let's lift you up in prayer so we can – also get to uh, another caller before the program ends. Brother Gary. Mm -hmm. Lord, we thank you for Sister Deborah. We pray that you give her your peace right now regarding this situation. Also, Lord God, help her to make the right contacts with the right people, with her social worker, whoever she needs to talk to, to to get the assistance that she needs. But above all, Lord, we ask that you would assist her, Lord God. You are an ever-present help in time of trouble. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run to it, and they are safe. And so we know that we can call upon the name of the Lord and that you hear our prayers and answer them. We know that with you there is deliverance. With you there is salvation. With you there is strength. With you there is wisdom. With you there is the power to do exceedingly above all we can ask or think. So, Lord, we just commit this situation to your hands and know that you're able to do and to take care of it. We thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Thank Deborah, and keep us posted, and we'll uh, keep you in our prayers. Thank you. All righty. God bless. Be encouraged. God bless you, too. All righty. Well, we have, what, Cece next? Yes. Let's go to Cece. Cece, how are you doing? All right. How are you guys doing? Oh, we are, we're blessed. You hear the word tonight? Oh, I, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear um, your teaching because I got I got through after it was over, but I... Um, I enjoyed the teaching you just broke down, you know, say so I appreciate that with the, you know, and John. Oh, good. Well, you can always uh, check out the podcast, and that's uh, the good thing about uh, that. And so what's on your heart tonight so we can use our time wisely? 
Okay, I was going to ask you in verse, uh, uh, in Romans chapter 3, verse 26, just part A. Okay, and, and what's what's your, uh, well, why don't you read the, the verse and then uh, ask your question? Okay, it says in Romans 3, 26, it says, To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. And if you could just deal with that first part, he says, uh, part A, he said, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness. Oh, okay, well, that's a good question. Um, the Greek word for declare is to demonstrate. You know, Christ demonstrated his righteousness. Now, it talks about at this time, his righteousness. Now, so what Christ came to do is to impute to us his righteousness uh, and to impart to us his righteousness. You know, those are two important words in, that theologians have used, the impartation of Christ and impartation of Christ. And uh, the uh, imputation of Christ refers to him giving us his righteousness in the place of our unrighteousness. The impartation means that he gave his life to us so that we would live in his life rather than our life. Now, those two words are so important that very few people are aware of, but they need to be aware of and apply them in their lives. So this word uh, righteousness uh, came about as a result uh, through uh, his sinless life and substitutionary death for our sins. And he has in, uh, imputed to us his righteousness and parted his righteousness to us in those two uh, theological terms that are reality from Scripture. Uh, now, uh, I do want to add to this, you gave me A, but you, you got to, we got to look at the whole uh, verse of Scripture because the first part of it is not completed without the other. And he talks about that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Christ. Uh, this word is a legal term when he uses the word just uh, because what Christ had to do in order to bring justice to us uh, he had to take on uh, being punished in our place so that we could experience the justice of God. Because, you know, when Jesus said, uh, pass this cup from me, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. So that was the human side of Jesus desiring for the cup to be passed. And the cup is referring to, a lot of people have, have misinterpreted that cup. They think it means uh, the application of the Lord's Supper or, you know, the, uh, the breaking of bread. You're greatly mistaken. When he said, pass the cup from me, you generally ask people, what does that mean, pass the cup? It's a Hebrew term going all the way back to the Old Testament. And it comes to the new, where it's Jesus was really desiring not to experience the full-blown indignation and wrath of God. The total wrath and indignation, that cup represented the total wrath and indignation 
Now, Christ on the cross became the just one and the justifier for you and me because of his death on the cross. For sinners, we are made just, and that's why Paul said the just shall live by faith. We are made just because of his justice, and he is the justifier and if we don't experience the cross in Christ, then that total wrath and blow of the Father will come directly to us and it will send us straight to hell. That's why we got to be covered in the blood. We got to be washed in the blood. We got to experience Christ so that we can know that he is the one who is the just one and the justifier of all those who believe in Jesus Christ. Because you are, uh, without Christ, you are the uh, one who is living in an unjust life and a damnable life and a life that's separated from God. And the only way you're going to get saved is to know the just one and the justifier who can justify you and save you and deliver you from the wrath, the total blow of of, of God. That's what that cup means. And you you hear about the cup of God's wrath and uh, justice thrown heavily upon those in the Old Testament, but in the book of Revelation, it's mentioned as well. So hopefully that helps you out. Wow, that helped, that helped out a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. Well, thank you so much for your call. Because we only have about a, a couple of minutes, we want to get to our last caller. But thank you so much for your call and your, your question as well. All right. All right. We're going to go to Sally in San Francisco. Sally, how are you doing? Oh, I tell you, you blew my mind. Uh, I have been a Christian for so long, and I have never heard anybody say that true knowledge, wisdom, and understanding are eternal. They have not been created. What's the matter with us? Well, yeah, yeah. You know what's the matter with a lot of us is that we are not being really discipled and, and taught and uh, you know, the word Christian is mentioned three times in the Bible, and the word disciple is mentioned 269 times. What does that tell you? And Jesus spent most of his time teaching people. And what we do a lot of times in our churches, we spend a lot of time preaching, and we need to do more teaching and discipleship. And I was telling my students, I said, you know, uh, the disciples were really taught because they became they were disciples of John the Baptist before they became disciples of Jesus and when you put that double uh thing together that made them powerful so what is wrong is that we're not being taught by good teachers uh in these areas and we need to and that's why it's good to listen to this program and it's good to be taught the right way so thank you for your encouraging words Proverbs 1, 1 to 3, but do you have another scripture for that? I, I wrote down, they are eternal truths, God's gift to uh, Christ believers. Amen. Is, is well, we hear that music scripture? right now. Unfortunately, okay. our time is out, but 
Hey, let's talk again. You know, yeah. uh, thank you for the encouraging me. words, and God bless you, and keep us in prayer. We'll do likewise. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Brother Bye-bye. Gary, knock a home run, and what a, a comment there. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, Joshua, you and our listening audience for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you, your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. Please keep us in your prayers until next time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. And don't forget to set your clocks an hour ahead so you won't be late for church. All right. Take care. God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.